Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hey guys, welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. I'm Jonathan, you're listening. I've got a great revelation for you today from the Father. He must really want you to hear this because I'm driving and it's urgent. So I'm going to just put you on speakerphone. Don't you feel comfortable here? So, God is going to unpack for you the demonic realm. So expect your phone to be disconnected and blah, blah, blah. So let's see what happens. Um, The God of this age is the devil. The God of this world is the devil. So you've got to remember that. He is the prince of the power of the air. Everyone is under his control on the face of the planet. God gave me insight into this. Why did Adam need to speak for God to find him? In the Garden of Eden, when Adam fell, God said, where are you? I find that really interesting. Now, I know God is omnipotent, omniscient and all that and uh, omnipresent. But I felt God was saying to me that when Adam fell, he moved from the kingdom of light into the kingdom of darkness. Colossians says that we're transferred, you know, like a violent transference. It reminds me of the matrix when Neo is ejected from the matrix and he gets flushed. But he finds himself in the in the real world and it's a shock and he's a baby. But God has revealed to me recently that your spirit is is revealed through your voice so your voice is is your spirit think about your voice isn't your spirit but your spirit manifests through your voice god created everything through his voice through his spoken word and so when you speak or even now you're hearing my spirit my, my voice is how you recognize me. They're, everyone's voice is unique. You can tell. You know when you, you can hear someone's voice and you know if they're a good person? You know if they're a bad person? You know you can sort of tell if someone has a smile in their voice? So even that says the blood of Jesus has a voice. The blood of Jesus speaks better things. The blood of Jesus speaks how can the blood of Jesus have a voice? The Bible says the blood of Abel cries out for, for justice, for mercy. The blood of Abel has a voice, cries out. So, and there are, you know, there are things in the Bible like wheels that have a voice and faces that, you know, there, there are these. So your spirit is who you really are. And Adam was lost but God located his spirit by saying, where are you? When, when Adam replied, here I am, 
that's when God knew where he is. Now, Jesus was saying to me, at the end of the age, when people stand before him and he will say, I never knew you. You see, a shepherd knows his sheep and Jesus said that my sheep know my voice. Well, how do you know his voice? Well, you only know his voice if you've heard it before. The sheep know the shepherd's voice because they hear his voice. He's there in the morning. He's there at nighttime. He's there the next day. And they, they will come. And I've heard stories of shepherds who, who have their sheep mixed together you know, in certain places, where, you know, because there aren't always borders in farmland. There aren't always fences, especially in Europe. And, and so farmers, you know, shepherds often graze their sheep together. And then there's all these sheep, hundreds, maybe thousands of sheep. And one of the shepherds says, hey, boys, you know, and then his sheep move out. They move out, or every single one of his sheep follow him, and he doesn't have to go and get them. But Jesus is saying it works the other way as well. He said, I want to hear your voice. In fact, my spirit, I'm finding lately, very, very regularly lately, my spirit is crying out. My spirit has a voice. My spirit is saying, you, Jesus, will hear my voice you will hear my voice and i'm saying that to him regularly i'm saying jesus i want you to know that you're going to hear my voice because that's what's going to happen at the end of the age when he says i never knew you to some people he said how do i know them because they speak to me you know are you speaking to jesus when you have a problem are you going to your own head are you going to your own imagination are you trying to solve the problem in your mind you're trying to problem solve are you are you phoning a friend even phoning a christian maybe you've emailed for prayer support before you've even said to jesus hey jesus you're hearing my voice jesus you're hearing my voice i'm one of your sheep so when we speak to him we come to him when we speak to him we surrender to him when we speak to him, we submit to him. When we speak to him, we know him. When we speak to him, he hears our voice. And so on that day, he'll say, I knew you. I know you because I keep hearing your voice. Jesus didn't say on that day, you never knew me. He said, I never knew you. You see, you need to have faith to come to God but you need to have relationship for him to come to you. I'm going to say that again. You need to have faith to come to God, but faith is a gift from God, but you, you need relationship for him to come to you. Now, if you're one of his sheep, he will leave the 99 and come after you, and I've experienced that. I've definitely experienced that. We've all experienced that. Maybe we don't even know the times that he saved us, sent an angel to intervene or a dream. Some people you've met, some dreams you've had have saved your soul, your life, and you didn't even know it. So what does this have to do with the devil? The devil is the father of lies, and he operates 
in the kingdom of darkness. He is a king. He has a kingdom of darkness. That word is ignorance. He has a kingdom of ignorance. His power is in what you don't know. His power is in the shadows. His power is in the surveillance, in the underground. You know, look at the evil in the world. How do the criminals operate? How do the governments operate? How do overthrows of government operate? It's always in secret. It's always covert. It's always psyops and, you know, undercover, underground surveillance. You know, it's always espionage and spies and double agents and lies. Lies, lies, lies. Darkness, darkness, darkness. Secrets, secrets, secrets. God hates that. Jesus loves the truth. He said, scream it from the mountaintops. Scream it from the rooftops. Declare it. If, if we don't cry out, the rocks and stones will cry out. The trees will praise him. So that's how you know the difference between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. The kingdom of darkness controls people through secrecy and through lies. The kingdom of light liberates people through truth and transparency. In the kingdom of light, it's overt. In the kingdom of darkness, it's covert. Now, demons hate you. They hate you and they don't want you to know that they're real because they operate in darkness. They don't want you to hear this podcast because they operate in darkness. They don't want they don't want you to read the Bible. They don't want you to share your faith. They don't want you to tell people Jesus loves them because they operate in darkness. All you have to do is turn on the light and you've destroyed them. So the devil hates you because you are better than him. You are God's favorite. I might put that on Facebook. I'm God's favorite. I'm God's son, and I'm God's favorite son. That's the truth for every believer. That's the truth for everyone on earth. He loves us. He wants to bless us, but people don't know him. We need to say yes. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of light is like people in prison, underground in a fortress where there is no light. Now, Jesus has broken into the prison, opened all of the cells, but no one's leaving because the prison is in pitch black darkness. So unless you go in there with a torch and you scream and tell the people, here's the door, the gates are open, you've actually been set free. That's the secret. That's how it is. The kingdom of God has broken down the walls of the kingdom of darkness. We have authority over all of the power of the evil one. So we have authority to open the gates. We have authority to go into the prison. There are no guards. The the demons are like guards. And the guards have no effect. You have authority over the guards. Yeah, they have some weapons. They have some some, um, batons. But you have authority. When you say, put that baton down, they have to obey you and put the baton down. Yeah? So the kingdom of God is like going into that prison cell, but people in the prison have never seen the light. They were born in that prison cell. Imagine an underground labyrinth, six, seven, eight kilometers below the earth. They've been living in darkness. They've never seen the light. And then you and I walk in there and we are on fire. That is how you are. That is your life every day when you go to work, when you go to the city. Now the devil hates you because you look like God. When the devil sees you, he sees God. 
not only does he see God, and you listen to my other episodes to understand this, not only do you see God, does the devil see God when he sees you, because you look like God. He said you're made in the image of God. But the Bible says that Jesus was made a little lower than the angels, but we're actually, that was because as a man, the angels operate on, in, a, in a different realm. But as, as, a, as God and as a, as a new creation Christian, we're actually higher than the angels. The angels are there to serve us. The angels are ministering spirits to those who will inherit salvation. Paul said, you will judge the angels. You and I will judge Who else did God give authority to judge? Who else did God give authority to forgive sins? He gave, only God forgives sins. You are God on the earth. You have the authority to forgive sins according to Jesus, who is God. The Bible says, you will sit on my throne. The Bible says, we will be like him when we see him. So the devil hates you because you are God. The devil hates you because you are God. You look like God. Now, you aren't the God, capital G. You're not the Father. You're not the Son and the Holy Spirit, but you are one with Him. You are a child of God. You are a son of God. Jesus said, Father, I pray that they would be one as we are one. He said, Father, I pray you give them the glory that we had in the beginning, that the glory that we had you would give them. Jesus gave us authority over all of the power of the evil one. Jesus gave us his name. He gave us his blood. He gave us his body. He gave us his spirit. We have the mind of Christ. So that's why the devil hates you. But he hates every man. He doesn't just hate you. He hates every man. Because man looks like God. Because man was made in the image of God. But even more than that, you are God to him. You're God on the earth. And you have the ability to judge him. You have authority over him and you have the ability to forgive sins. And so this is why the devil hates you so much. And he is scared of you and he is hell-bent on keeping you in ignorance. That's why you don't hear this in church. Churches have been watered down, whitewashed tombs, a form of godliness but denying its power. But I'm telling you, you're hearing the good news today. This is the good news of the kingdom of God. You have power over all of the works of the evil one. So the devil is the king of the kingdom of darkness. And he is so jealous of you because he was in. He was the most beautiful cherub. He was the worship leader of heaven. He traded probably between heaven and earth. We're not sure. And he was beautiful. He was the epitome of perfection, the Bible says. But he was cast down because of his iniquities, because of pride, because he said that he would exalt himself above God. And he is still trying to do that. He still, he thinks he can win. Why would he have crucified Christ if he was not mad on on victory? If he wasn't drunk with the the delusion that he could win. And even now, who knows, he probably thinks he can still win. He probably thinks that he can delay the return of Christ indefinitely. He probably thinks that he can keep Jesus back forever and ever and ever. He probably believes 
that if he can stop the church from preaching the good news of the kingdom of God, that he will never have to go to hell. You know, it's already been 2,000, 2,000 years. But what did Jesus say? He said, this message, this message of the kingdom of God, have a look. The message that John the Baptist preached, the message that Jesus preached, the message that Peter preached, the message that Jesus explained between his resurrection and his ascension was the kingdom of God. Not the, not the good news of church or salvation, but the good news of the kingdom. You can heal somebody's body, but unless you preach the kingdom, you cannot displace the enemy. The one thing that will kill the devil and take over and displace his authority forever is the message of the kingdom of God. There's only one message that Jesus says the devil will personally come and steal. And that is the seed of the kingdom of God. So this message I'm preaching now is the seed of the kingdom of God. In this podcast, I help you to understand the kingdom of God. That not church, not religion, the kingdom of God. Matthew chapter 1 says that in Bethlehem, a king was born. Matthew chapter 1 says that Herod and all of Jerusalem was thrown into confusion and panic because of the news of the king being born. This was not when Jesus was doing miracles. This was not when Jesus was a teenager. This was not when Jesus was 33. This was when Jesus was one day old. It threw Jerusalem into a panic. Okay? Why? Because the kingdom is the threat. The kingdom is what was promised. The kingdom is the government that is the biggest threat to the devil. Rome was under the power of Satan. 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 The Bible says that the whole world is under the power of the evil one. The Bible says the prince of the power of the air. So when Paul writes in Ephesians that we, um, our weapons are, are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, that's in, in 2 Corinthians. And then in Ephesians says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. See, flesh and blood is kingdom agnostic. You can have born again flesh and blood and you can have Satan flesh and blood. You can have people filled with the Spirit, same flesh and blood. People filled with Satan, same flesh and blood. A man can take up a knife and, and, and cut down a tree and make a beautiful sculpture. A man can take a knife and kill a person. That knife is, is kingdom agnostic. It's a kingdom, as in non-kingdom. It's the kingdom is what imposes a force on the knife. It's the kingdom that imposes a force on the flesh. So the Bible says the Holy Spirit will be poured out upon all flesh. So God wants the kingdom to be imposed on all flesh. Satan is currently imposed on all flesh. That's why we're in a war. That's why we're in a battle. That's why Paul was sent to prison. Why? Why did the Romans kill Jesus? Why did the Pharisees kill Jesus? Why did the Romans imprison Paul? Why do the lawyers today try and make it 
legal to kill babies and and legal to have, you know, same-sex marriage and all these other things because the whole world is under the sway of the evil one. In other words, Satan is imposing his kingdom on all flesh. And he does it through the principalities and powers in the heavenly realms. His kingdom has a structure. His kingdom has an order. Jesus is the king of the kingdom of God. Satan is the king of the kingdom of darkness. And the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 that there are principalities, powers, rulers, and authorities. Now, some of those rulers and authorities are men. I believe the principalities and powers are like, you know, high-ranking governmental spirits in the heavenly realms. They're geographical spirits. Even today, I went into five or six shops. I saw one man waiting out the front of the shop with a, a ball. A, 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 um, anyway, I won't even talk about him. I, I walked past a shop. I didn't... Look, I'd, I had never been in the shop. I'd never walked down that part of the street, as far as I know, maybe once. No, never. And I couldn't see in the shop, but I felt the uh, the Chinese spirit of Buddhism and that demonic spirit. And I knew, I thought, this shop is owned by Chinese. And I walked in there, and it was. It was two Chinese, and they had the little cat with the moving arm. Now... Don't tell me that's not a demon because I was five meters away. I couldn't go. God, I had to pray before I went in that shop. I went in the butcher. I went in the IGA. I went in the supermarket. I went in a, a news agency and I, I never prayed. But this shop, before I went in, God stopped me and I had to pray. And I felt to pray against that satanic spirit. It's a spirit of Gnosticism and ignorance and it's a dark spirit and it's a Chinese spirit and it's uh, it's connected with the love of money and probably a lot of other things. But it was that Buddhist spirit and I went in there and sure enough they were Chinese and it had, you know, and this is a Greek area. Everyone is Greek. Everyone. All the shops are Greek. Everywhere, fish and chips, everywhere. So... That was very unusual. I think they're the only Chinese I've seen in that street now. Maybe there's one Chinese restaurant um, as well. So what I'm saying is that is a demon. So every person, Jesus said to the Pharisees, you are children of the devil. You do your father's will, Satan. He said that to the Pharisees. Now, weren't they God's people? No, because unless you have the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, this is the message, is the only thing that displaces the kingdom of darkness. Even if you heal somebody's hand, unless they're born again, their body might be physically healed, but their spirit is still unsaved. Their spirit is still, still going to hell. Even if you heal them physically, unless they renounce Satan, unless they make a trans, become naturalized citizens of the kingdom of God, unless they say, Jesus Christ, come into my life, I repent from my sins, I turn away from the devil, I will not live my own life anymore, I will follow you, fill me with your Holy Spirit, lead me into all truth, I give you my life, help me to follow you, and, and I, I want to work for you. In Jesus' name, unless they pray that sort of prayer, 
they are not owned by God. They are children of God, but they don't know that they're children of God. They're still in that prison. And so we need to communicate to them the good news of the kingdom of God. Now, Jesus said that he'll come back when the good news of the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom of God is preached to all the ends of the world. So we can do that. Now, the devil knows that once the church gets this message that I'm preaching and and others are preaching, but it's the kingdom of God. Once the church really gets this message, we can see the whole world saved in a day. We can see the gospel preached to the ends of the earth really quickly. It may take us a hundred years, may take us a week, but God can organize it. God can take over the satellites. He can take over Facebook. He can give us favor with governments. He can give us money. He's going to do it and it's going to be a quick work. Okay, so you have the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of darkness has been pushed out. You belong to the kingdom of God. You are in the kingdom of God and your eyes are open so that you can see the kingdom of God. Now, you need to know that according to 2 Corinthians 4, they, everyone else on earth, cannot see. They cannot see. They cannot see the kingdom of God because the God liturgy of this age has blinded, blinded, blinded the minds of unbelievers. They cannot see the light. So you need to pray that God opens their eyes. You need to speak the word of the truth of God. And they need to be born again by the power, by the power of God, the power, power, power of God. For the good news of the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. I said it's the power of God unto salvation. What is the good news of the kingdom? is the power of God, not some evangelism tract, not some nice message that's the good news of the kingdom, of the kingdom, of the kingdom. So the devil is number one. He hates you because you are a man. He hates you because you are a man or a woman made in the image of God. He hates you because you are like God and you will judge him. And he wants to, number two, keep you in darkness. He wants to keep you in ignorance. He doesn't want the church to know the truth. He doesn't want the church to know the kingdom of God message. He doesn't want the church to know their authority over him. He doesn't want the church to read the Bible. He wants the church to preach religion and to preach church attendance and to preach church growth and to preach personal salvation and your best life and leadership. He doesn't want the church to preach the kingdom, the kingdom of God, yeah? The kingdom of God, okay? So number two, he wants to keep you in darkness. Number three, he absolutely does not want you to preach the message of the gospel. You see, Jesus has wrapped it up, yeah? Jesus has wrapped it up. He forgave you your sins so you didn't have to deal with it. He forgave you your sins so you didn't have to worry. Rejection has been removed, Orphan spirit has been removed. Do you understand me? You've been adopted now. You'd, the fear of death has been removed. Is there any other debt? No. The Bible says if God gave you Jesus, will he not give you all other things? So you can forget about debt financial, emotional, spiritual, relational or otherwise. You can forgive everybody. Holding grudges is a waste of energy and you can stop worrying. Don't worry about your life. Don't worry about your eat. Don't worry about your wear. 
So, but seek first the kingdom of God. So what I'm telling you is God has given you everything you need so that you can focus on one thing. If you obey the Holy Spirit, that is all you need to do. Don't worry about it. You've written down all these notes. You've memorized scriptures. You can forget about it because 99% of that is in your natural mind. But God, the kingdom of God, is the message that you can preach now. And he will hold you accountable for that. You have no excuse. This is hard to say, but that's the truth. And it's your problem <laughs> and opportunity. If you seek first the kingdom, all else will be added to you as well. But if you don't, you know, you're stuffed. Okay. Because outside there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. So all God wants you to do is preach the kingdom. That's your job. You're an ambassador of the kingdom. Jesus commanded you to go into all the earth and to communicate the good news of the kingdom of God. Okay, that is your job. You've been recruited. Freely you've received, freely give. So this episode is about understanding the demonic. The devil is the father of lies. He is, in, he is our enemy. God does not forgive him. There is no forgiveness for him. He doesn't want us to feel sorry for the devil. He wants us to kill the devil. Jesus came to destroy the devil's work. That means set on fire and utterly remove and destroy. Yeah? So I love you guys so much. I know the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. You need no one to teach you because you have the Holy Spirit. You are a son of God. You are a child of God, you are seated in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. So we thank you, Father, that you are the winner, you are God, and we agree. Just say yes. Yes, I agree. That's all he needs, and he'll do the rest. In Jesus' name, be forgiven. You are forgiven. Condemnation goes in Jesus' name. Don't worry about it. You know, the past, Jesus forgives you your sins. Don't The devil will try to keep you in condemnation and in guilt. Remember, anything that starts with a dis is from the devil. Disease, distraction, discouragement, disorder. Jesus came to oppose that. He came to bring ease. That's called healing. He came to bring order. That's called power. He came to bring encouragement. He came to commission you. He came to send you. He came to ordain you. So remember, there is no more accusing voice. If you have any condemnation or doubt or any attack on your confidence, I want you to read Romans chapter 8 three times. And I promise you by the Spirit of God, you will not have that spirit anymore. In Jesus' name. So be encouraged. Now listen, it's boldness that takes the kingdom by force. It is by force Okay, Jesus commanded the water. He commanded the waves. He rebuked the devils. Okay, he sternly told them to be silent. The kingdom only comes through power and power only comes through violence. It only comes through spiritual violence. Okay, you have to manifest your spirit man. Listen to my previous episodes and you'll know how to manifest your spirit man. But you need to take the kingdom by force. Mind control, go in Jesus' name. Confusion, you leave in Jesus' name. Spirits, go in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
Thank you for those who are able to support this ministry. Uh, there are not many fees involved, just web hosting and domains and the odd microphone. I'd love you to email kingdomdynamicspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your testimonies. I'd love most of all, though, for you to communicate the kingdom of God and know that Jesus will confirm your words with signs and wonders following. Thank you.